Today on the newscast, Benjamin Netanyahu is now officially Israel's prime minister. So what comes next for his new government? That's coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. It is now official. Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu is Israel's prime minister once again. Bibi was sworn in today, Thursday, December 29th. This is his third run at the helm as Israel's leader. He's Israel's longest-serving prime minister during his previous two runs. He served 15 years overall. Now he will lead Israel's 37th government, the 37th government since the miraculous reestablishment of the Jewish state in 1948. You may say, hey, what took so long? Bibi won the election back on November 1st, but folks, it then took several weeks to build a coalition to hand out and decide on the various key posts in this new government, but they have it hammered down. And again, Bibi was sworn in today. He is Israel's prime minister. Some of the key posts that have been named, number one, defense minister, it will be Yoav Gallant. Number two, foreign minister, it will be Eli Cohen. Uh, Number three, the Minister for Strategic Affairs will be Ron Dermer, who you've seen here on previous editions of the Watchman newscast. He was Israel's ambassador to the United States for some eight and a half years, also uh, a close confidant and advisor to Netanyahu for years. So he'll lead the Office of Strategic Affairs, and he will be tasked, no doubt, with helping to build the Abraham Accords. Netanyahu has already said that He wants to see Saudi Arabia join the Accords and make peace with Israel. So those are some of the key posts. Also, Zaki Hanegbi, a longtime ally of Bibi, he will lead Israel's National Security Council. Now, those four key figures that I just mentioned, folks, something they all have in common is that they are all very serious and very hawkish about Iran's nuclear program. So... Zaki Hanegbi, for instance, last month said that he believes Bibi will strike Iran's nuclear facilities if there is not a viable Iran nuclear deal and if the United States does not act first. Well, needless to say, there is no viable Iran nuclear deal. The deal that's been proposed is an absolute disaster. And secondly, we know that the Biden administration will not take military action against Iran's nuclear facilities. So, That leaves Israel to deal with that problem. And Bibi has surrounded himself now in his cabinet with people of a like mind who see the severity of the Iran nuclear threat. So folks, stay tuned. Speaking of which, I recently sat down with the prime minister for a wide-ranging interview. It was posted here on the channel on December 22nd. You can find it under the Israel News category it's the thumbnail says BB's plan for Israel. That is my full interview with BB. Well, I should say not full, full Watchman show featuring the interview. And then on December 23rd, we posted an extra bonus clip outtakes, I guess you would say from my interview about 30 minutes overall, if not more of give and take Q and a with Israel's brand new prime minister. It was a real thrill for me to do that. So again, December 22nd and December 23rd, you will find those two newscasts under the Israel News category. Folks, I strongly encourage you to check them out. Here's a clip 
uh, of Bibi talking about what his new government will do when it comes to Iran uh, and the Abraham Accords. And remember, during our interview, he said the top three orders of business for this new government are stopping Iran, expanding the Abraham Accords. He specifically mentioned Saudi Arabia. And number three, expanding Israel's role as an economic and high-tech powerhouse. Here is a snippet from my interview with Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu. When you look at Churchill, we mentioned earlier the gathering storm that your father saw, even your grandfather, Nathan, who was a great Zionist who you talk about in the book as well. Do you see echoes today? And I'm, we're talking Iran right now, of course, and Iran's proxies in the region. Do you see echoes between that gathering storm in the 1930s that Churchill saw many in the West did not want to acknowledge? It seems today we're in a similar situation, Mr. Prime Minister, where many Western leaders do not want to acknowledge that Iranian threat, how it threatens not only Israel and the region, but the world, including where I'm sitting right now, the United States. First of all, it's important to recognize that Iran chants death to Israel, death to, the, to America. And we are the little Satan, you're the large Satan. And by the way, in one fundamental thing, they're right. We are a reflection of Western uh, civilization in the heart of the Middle East. And they think that if they destroyed us, they'll overtake the Middle East, where they're developing intercontinental ballistic missiles that could reach, with nuclear warheads, any city in the United States. So it's not merely an Israeli interest, it's an American interest, and the interest of everyone in between, in Europe and so on. Now, did they see it? Uh, not recently, not until recently. But I have a feeling that there's a change in the way they perceive it. They're not rushing forward, I'm glad to see, in Washington yeah. to uh, rekindle this horribly flawed Iran deal, which would pave Iran's path with gold, with hundreds of billions of dollars of uh, sanction relief on the way to a nuclear arsenal. Doesn't stop them, just pays them to delay by a few years. There is only one way to stop a rogue nation from developing nuclear weapons. It's by a combination of crippling sanctions, and the most critical thing is a credible military option. And unless we have that threat with Iran, then yes, you will have that change. But here's what I sense, the difference is. I've been you know, speaking against the wind for too long, but I think the wind has changed right now. Because because of the brave men and extraordinarily brave women of Iran who are dying in the streets, protesting their, their enslavement and subjugation, fighting for freedom. There is a coalition that is building across a wide spectrum of nations and political opinion that really sees Iran for what it is, a horrible regime, that if such a regime would have nuclear weapons and the means to deliver them worldwide, then yes, it would threaten the peace of the entire world and not just Israel. As you are entering another term at the helm, uh, what are your goals with the Abraham Accords? Do you see real potential to expand the Accords? Absolutely, for the reasons you described. One is the concern of, uh, with Iranian aggression, obviously, and the fact that Israel is uh, no longer seen as uh, an enemy by most of the Arab countries, but as their indispensable ally in pushing back on Iranian aggression. And certainly my commitment to prevent Iran from having nuclear weapons, I think, serves everybody well. Uh, the second reason is also that we Israeli technology, this juggernaut of innovation, helps the uh, you know the uh, the Arab populations as well in uh, uh, desalinization, in energy, uh, in uh, medicine, you name it, agriculture, in all these areas, uh, the Arab populations stand to benefit as well. So, both 
for both reasons, I see a fertile field for expanding the peace beyond the historic uh, four uh, peace treaties that we have with the UAE, Morocco, uh, Bahrain, and uh, and Sudan. And yes, I, I think Saudi Arabia would be uh, look. The Abraham Accords were a quantum leap. If we have uh, uh, for peace, if we have peace with Saudi Arabia. It'll be a quantum leap over a quantum leap. Folks, again, if you want to see that entire interview with Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu, Israel's brand new prime minister, just go to the Israel News category here on our homepage, December 22nd and December 23rd, back-to-back portions of my interview with Benjamin Netanyahu. We strongly encourage you to check that out. He also talks about his great new book, Bibi, My Story, which he wrote in longhand. He is a brilliant man, and I believe that he is in the position as prime minister once again for such a time as this. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.